What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today we're going to go over my favorite players to trade for this week. I think this is going to be my final trade video of the season since most leagues have deadlines very soon and I'll be traveling for Thanksgiving so I'd have to broadcast live from the road. So what I thought I'd do a little differently in this one is not only find players that I think you should just be buying low on right now or not even low, just buying in general, but to also focus on players who have elite matchups in the fantasy playoffs. So all seven players that I'm going to talk about today are ones that I would be targeting aggressively, not only because I think their value can just remain high or go even further up, but because they have some of the best matchups at their position in weeks 15 through 17. It just happened to be where 15 and 16 are the ones that show up the most because they're just some, you know, really good matchups in those weeks. Uh, but yeah, the lean was for all the weeks in the fantasy playoffs. So let's start off with three wide receivers. And the first one up is Chris Olave. So Matt Harmon just released his mid-season report of this year's uh, just like rookie wide receiver class. I think he did like the top 12 or something like that. Honestly, it is absurd how good Chris Olave has been and how well he grades out in that. He is running every single route at an above average success rate. He is dominating zone and man coverage. And he's seeing a ton of work downfield. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with the work that Harmon does. Basically... It's easier to be successful on like a slant, on a screen. Basically, everyone has like 100% success rate on screen passes, right? But when we're talking about routes that work deep downfield, the best ones in fantasy for wide receivers, unless you're like Robbie Anderson, you just run straight downfield and you get like 40% catch rate. But if you're really good at success in like deep routes, that is awesome. And just like everything points to Chris Olave being a superstar in the NFL. And as we know, breakouts happen the most at the wide receiver position in the second half of a rookie year. Like, I think a true breakout is coming for Olave. He's already technically broken out, but like, I think he breaks out into like being a household name to close the season. And this is all without considering one. Winston could take back over, and that would be a massive boost to his weekly ceiling. We know that the air yards will return when we have, I mean, they're already here, but like they'll be insane. He'll like lead the league in air yards every week if Winston comes back. Uh, he faces the Falcons, the Browns in weeks 15 and 16. They are the fifth and sixth best matchups for opposing outside wide receivers. And then third, Hasn't scored in four straight weeks. Hasn't gone over 71 receiving yards in three straight. So right now, his value is down. He is the number one wide receiver trade target by a mile. I can honestly stop the wide receiver position right now and just be like, everyone watching this, we're just all acquiring Chris Olave if we can, and we're riding him to a championship. He is an exceptional trade target this week. After that, I would say it's Jacoby Myers. Uh, he's finally scored a lot of touchdowns recently. And I don't want to say a lot, like three touchdowns this year, but that's a lot for him. Uh, but two of the last three weeks have been blowouts. And so his numbers look kind of inconsistent because of that. And then because of like he was um, he was out for like a week or two with like the knee injury. He's just missed a little bit of time. He's been a little bit banged up while he's been in there. And then the blowouts, like it's really weird for New England. Like in the two games, two this season. 
that he has played in where the final score has been within 12. Like, we're not even asking for one-score games. Within 12 points, he's had nine and nine receptions in those games. It's just been, like, basically the Patriots either get steamrolled or are steamrolling someone else, or he's not even playing in the game. Like, that's basically all that's happened so far. And so we haven't seen him in a game that's super close, but we know he's the clear top wide receiver on the team. What does he get in week 15? The number one matchup for opposing slot wide receivers. Follows that up with a top 10 matchup against the Bengals in week 16. So the dream spot in week 15, great spot in week 16. There's honestly just like no risk in trading for Myers. Like he's not going to completely dud. He's going to do something for you each week. But I feel like people think the production is way more up and down than it is because of just how the Patriots have played this season. Like, think back to their last game before the bye. They didn't need to throw the ball. They knew they were going to beat the Colts by plenty of points by just running the ball, playing super conservative. Think about a little before that. They were getting steamrolled by the Bears. Like, it's just been, like, never close. But when it has been, he's getting all the work because he's awesome. So, great matchups and fantasy playoffs. Values going up. Great target there. And the final wide receiver, I would say, is Michael Pittman. Matt Ryan returning is obviously a good thing for him. And it means that he's going to go back to seeing his like 8 to 10 targets every week. That's awesome. My one issue with Pittman is the upcoming schedule. He gets the Eagles, the Steelers, the Cowboys over the next three weeks before going on by. Like, that's not fantastic, right? But if you can survive that. Then he gets the number one matchup for opposing wide receivers, opposing outside wide receivers in week 15. That's a great spot. And then he's in another really good spot against uh, the Chargers in a likely shootout in week 16 before like a neutral matchup in the fantasy championships. So again, I am not expecting fantastic production over the next month. But like he hasn't been incredible recently and I'm thinking people aren't asking all that much in the trade market for him. And so, you know, you can honestly point that out if you're kind of talking to someone and be like, hey, he hasn't really been that good. And look at the upcoming schedule. At least like point it out. Like it is brutal. And so if someone needs to win over the next few weeks to make the playoffs, point that out to them. Be like, hey, he's a long-term play. He's not going to be good in the short term. He still can be, but you want to tell people that he's not going to be very good. And so people got to win now. You might be able to trade them someone who maybe has a little bit of a better schedule or at least like in the short term is going to be better. So you can make that long-term play and he'll be better in the fantasy playoffs. I've heard some people saying that like, oh, we don't want Colts players because they could shut people down late in the season. But I don't really think that's going to happen. I mean, maybe in week 18, if they're out of it, they shut people down. That would make sense, right? But it's like, you know, the division isn't that fantastic. And I know the Titans are going to win it and the Titans are better than them. But we're talking about the fantasy playoffs of like week 15 and 16. You're a long ways off from the end of the season. Like if you're shutting people down in week 15, you've been out of the division for a very long time. They're two games back right now. So I don't really think that's going to happen. I think that they would have to have very unfortunate luck over the next month to just be completely out of it in week 15, and they're not going to shut people down unless they're completely out of it. And then you look at the Titans schedule, they still have difficult matchups as well. They're not going to win out. So I don't think there's a ton of merit to that, but I suppose if you're concerned about that, I get it. Chris Olave. Go to Chris Olave. 
Coach Cody Myers, I'm not scared. I would target Pittman as well. For the running backs, top tread target, in my opinion, by a mile is Derrick Henry. Not only do you just get a top three running back rest of season, but oh my goodness, look at the matchups in the fantasy playoffs. Week 15, Chargers. Week 16, Texans, who he has four straight 200-yard multi-touchdown games against. That's your top priority. I know not everyone can afford to acquire Derrick Henry. I know he's not available to be traded away by many people, but I would very much just see. Ask the person that has him. See what they need. Do they have like a top-heavy team? Have they suffered other injuries to where it's like they have Henry and then not a whole lot behind that, and they're really struggling because of that lack of depth? Maybe help them out in that case. But you just, you have to see. Like, he has the potential to have back-to-back games to start the fantasy playoffs of over 200 yards and multiple touchdowns. Again, it has happened in four consecutive games against the Texans. They are going to have to be winning these games. These will likely be important games for them to get into the playoffs, maybe for playoff seeding beyond just taking the number one seed in the AFC South. And so, like, these are the games where Derrick Henry goes off. And, I mean, just think about it. Like, to get you into the championship, if he has 200 yards and two touchdowns, you probably won just based off of that. So number one priority for running backs, although I know, I know it's not going to be easy to get him. So here are three other ones you could do. First, DeAndre Swift. Um, I know he's not 100% healthy right now. I know it's risky. Like, believe me, it's risky trading for Swift right now. But they're being smart with his usage. They used him near the goal line the last two weeks. I believe he scored in both matchups. Um... He's obviously like he hasn't suffered a setback yet, so he's getting a little bit more healthy. I don't think he's going to be 100% at any point in the season, but if he's even like 95% to close the season, that's still fine. He's still a very explosive player, looked explosive in these matchups, but you're not trading for the production right now. You're trading for what you can get in the fantasy playoffs. Number one, that's, I mean, if he's going to get more healthy every week and we're looking, you know, seven to eight weeks from now, well, yeah, he's probably going to be a little bit more healthy. And then he's going to get the Panthers in week 16. He's going to get the Bears championship weekends. Both of those are top five matchups for opposing running backs. So this is one where it's like he has time. And I would not trade for him if you need it now. If you're like 500, a little bit below 500, you're trying to get into the playoffs. Swift isn't going to help you get into the playoffs. What he's going to help you do is if you've got a team that's got like two or three losses right now, you're looking really, really good, and you're thinking, I'm going to make the playoffs unless I lose every single game moving forward. What can I do to set myself up? Week 16, week 17, great matchups for DeAndre Swift if he can get healthy by that point. And I know that is an if. It's not 100% guaranteed. But if it happens, those are great matchups. And I promise you, if the person that has Swift right now is struggling, needs to win, he's on the trade block. He's available to be traded for. You might not have to give up as much as you think. After him, I would say David Montgomery. Uh, Khalil Herbert was just placed on the IR, which means he's out for at least the next four weeks. That means Montgomery is going to be our running back one over the next month. And then he gets the Lions Championship weekend. 
there honestly isn't even like a whole lot more I kind of need to say about that one. Like I talked about this setup basically maybe like two, three, maybe even four weeks ago about how I don't know which one is going to be the starting running back by championship weekend, but in championship weekend, this team has a phenomenal matchup. And if you can predict which one's going to be the one, that's going to be awesome, right? Now, we actually still don't know. Like, obviously, Montgomery's the one for now, and he's the one you should be trading for right now because he's a running back one for the next month, then gets that matchup. But, you know, it's at least more likely that Montgomery is the lead back come week 17 because he won't be coming back from an injury. He won't be coming off the IR. And again, you get him for this month. So trade for Montgomery, running back one for now. Great matchup championship weekend. I know he didn't post amazing numbers this last week. Understand that football is an extremely small sample size sport. I promise you the Lions are an exceptional matchup for running backs. On average, he's going to have a really good game. He's going to have really good touchdown upside. It didn't happen last week. That does not mean it's not going to happen championship weekend. Then finally, Isaiah Pacheco. Clyde got zero carries last week compared to 16 for Pacheco. And even though he's still not going to be getting many targets or any targets in many games, the early down roll on the Kansas City Chiefs is still super valuable, especially in winning game scripts. He gets a brutal matchup in the fantasy championship, so you might not be able to use him then. But he gets the Texans in round one, the Seahawks in round two. Both of them are exceptional matchups for opposing running backs, and you can just figure something out in the championship weekend. Uh, Also, yeah, the floor is low. It's not fantastic, but you know what? Most running back twos don't have very much of a floor, and if you're going to have a yardage and touchdown back, you might as well have it on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to be efficient. He's going to have touchdown upside, even though he hasn't scored since week one. He has touchdown upside. I promise any human being on the Kansas City Chief offense has touchdown upside. So if you're searching for, you know, a lower end running back too, you can't exactly break the bank, go for Derrick Henry, Isaiah Pacheco. He's not going to cost you a ton. It is worth it for that week 15 matchup alone. Do you really think that game is going to be super competitive between the Chiefs and the Texans? Probably not. But it's going to be very, very important for the Chiefs for playoff seeding. You don't think that maybe Pacheco has a 100-yard, two-touchdown upside in that game, especially if he's still getting all the carries? He absolutely does. That could be the difference to getting you into the next round, and into the championship. So those are seven players I would prioritize this week. And if you can still trade next week, then as long as none of them get injured, none of them have huge situation changes, I would trade for them then as well. I'll be back tomorrow to go over running back starts and sits. Friday, let's go over wide receiver starts and sits. And then Saturday, let's go over my favorite plays this week. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.